Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. We're broadcasting to you live today from the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus here in Edmond, Oklahoma, on Friday, December 4th. And you can listen to any of these shows at any time in our archives at kpcg.fm. We are now into double-digit shows on that website. Double-digit shows with different hosts and different subjects. All kinds of great material for you at kpcg.fm. Ruling the world. This ambition, this goal, is as old as mankind itself. There's quite a bad connotation to this concept of ruling the world. Probably when you think of someone attempting this, you think of some of the worst tyrants in world history. Now, coincidentally, this is nothing like America and Britain. America has been the greatest single nation in world history and yet has often been extremely reluctant to exercise its power. There have been times where America has played the part of world policemen, but the dominating foreign policy of the U.S. has been one of isolationism. And when America does reach beyond its borders, it's not to take over territories and make them a part of America, but just to, in some ways, try to keep the peace. Now, even Britain, at the height of its empire, had colonies stretching through every time zone, yet they gave all their colonies autonomy and freedom. They, by and large, improved the lives of their subjects. They were a good, a good force in the world for as long as they were an empire. Overall, of course, every empire does have its flaws. But mainly, when people try to rule the world, we're talking about empires that are vicious and violent. Any attempt to truly rule the world in terms of conquering and dominating its neighbors and everyone else has led to horrifying results. In fact, your Bible talks a lot about world-ruling empires and this concept of ruling the world. There is the bad side of it, and as we'll talk about as well, there's also a good side to this concept of ruling the world. In Daniel chapter 2, Daniel spoke to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and explained this king's dream of this great image, this massive statue of gold and silver and brass, iron and clay. And he went on to explain how the different parts of this statue represented four world-ruling kingdoms. You can actually match this prophecy up with history. 
It's easy to determine the four world ruling kingdoms prophesied in Daniel chapter 2. You have Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome. Now, we have a lot of material to prove this to you at thetrumpet.com. Booklets like Who or What is the Prophetic Beast, Daniel Unlocks Revelation, Daniel Unsealed at Last, Germany and the Holy Roman Empire, the Holy Roman Empire in Prophecy, a wealth of resources for you at thetrumpet.com. Now notice how Daniel describes these four empires later on in his book, in chapter 7. Verse 4 talks about the first empire being like a lion. Verse 5 is the second empire, so Persia, like a bear (laughs) with three ribs in its mouth. And then you have another one, a leopard with four heads, actually. And finally, verse 7, this terrible beast with great iron teeth, devouring and breaking in pieces everything that came before it. And this one has ten horns. Now, these are some disturbing descriptions, and these verses also show that They aren't just like a regular lion or bear. They also have wings or multiple heads. Uh, Really (laughs) shaking or uh, you shudder to think about the manifestation of a beast like these. But does that give you a comforting picture of ruling the world? What would a bear do to you? if you were locked in a cage with it? Well, it would probably come away from that with three of your ribs in its mouth, just like this passage talks about. These are not benevolent, merciful empires. These are empires that throughout history sought to destroy everyone else, to make everyone else their slaves, to slaughter anyone who put up a fight against them. This is tyranny on a worldwide stage. The result of human beings striving to rule the world. And this ambition to rule the world has not disappeared. It continues to the present day. In fact, we are still experiencing that fourth empire, the Roman Empire, as it is now fused with Uh, religious power, and it has had six resurrections of that power throughout history, frequently led by Germany, about to rise one last time. This is a power that has started two world wars already and is primed to start a third one. But outside of just the Holy Roman Empire, we have plenty of other examples of groups of people who tried to rule the world. Even today, you think of a group like the United Nations trying to come together for the common cause of, supposedly, world peace. We have another booklet available to you for free at thetrumpet.com titled, He Was Right. We've talked about on this show before 
what a joke the United Nations has always been. And how there have been literally thousands of military conflicts since that organization was established in 1945. They have utterly failed. Their attempts at world government have been pathetic. You have Russia and China. Russia today is a place where all of Vladimir Putin's opponents disappear eventually. China is a place that has concentration camps and is a glorified version of North Korea. And the only reason they're as strong as they are is because of American involvement. America has been complicit in the rise of China. China allegedly buries their own people alive, like with this coronavirus pandemic. There, was, there were allegations of that, where sick people, supposedly, were basically burned alive. To get rid of the disease. That's rather extreme. They've also been accused of harvesting the organs of their concentration camp prisoners and selling them to foreigners. You see, China is a nation with global ambitions. They want to rule the world. But do you think your life would be any better under China? There's another attempt to rule the world that is being put in motion right now as we speak. And it's called the Great Reset. Perhaps you've heard of this recently. And no, it is not in any way a conspiracy theory. There are globalist leaders who have openly written on the internet about their desire to capitalize on the coronavirus lockdowns to shift the entire world away from capitalism. This is evil. Now, capitalism is not a perfect system. And perhaps there is not as much of a human side, a compassionate side to it as there could be. But of all the systems that humans have come up with, capitalism is clearly the best one. The Great Reset aims to shift away from that toward collectivism or communism. Look, this is right on the World Economic Forum website, weforum.org from June 3rd. COVID-19 lockdowns may be gradually easing, but anxiety about the world's social and economic prospects is only intensifying. There is good reason to worry. A sharp economic downturn has already begun, and we could be facing the worst depression since the 1930s. But while this outcome is likely, it is not unavoidable. Now, I'll just interject here. Perhaps a way to avoid the depression would be to open things back up. Maybe let people have the right to provide for their families again. Instead of shutting everything down, causing the depression, and then presenting yourself as the savior. That's what these globalist leaders are trying to do. Continuing from the World Economic Forum website. To achieve a better outcome, 
the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and economies, from education to social contracts and working conditions. Every country, from the United States to China, must participate, and every industry, from oil and gas to tech, must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. Now, we've seen how endless lockdowns are destroying thousands of small businesses. Wealth is being transferred from the common man to these multinational corporations. Who has profited more from this than perhaps a company like Amazon? While these small businesses are shut down seemingly forever, these bigger companies can keep on raking in the income through online sales. The economy is literally being destroyed by radicals just so that people will become more open to government dependence. As a desperate last resort, people will start turning to communism, the government to provide these heroic globalist leaders to save them. America is becoming much like the rest of the world through this lockdown crisis. We have here an example of a main restaurant owner who has defied lockdown orders. Listen to his experience. This is clip one. Well, the coronavirus lockdowns have really hurt the country, but you know who they've been great for? Companies that don't like the country. Places like Amazon. Amazon has profited enormously, maybe more than anyone else, from the coronavirus pandemic. Small businesses, family-owned companies, restaurants especially, have been destroyed. Research by the website Yelp found that more than half the restaurants that temporarily shut down because of coronavirus closed for good by July. One restaurant that refused to close is the Sunday River Brewing Company in Nury, Maine. The owner of that business, Rick Savage, came on this show in April to announce that he would remain open in defiance of the governor of Maine, Janet Mills, one of the worst governors in the country, in defiance of her order. Watch this. We've had enough of it. We're encouraging all businesses in Maine to open up. We should have never been shut down in the first place. We need to open back up, get this summer tourist business going, or we're going to lose a third of our restaurants. Who knows how many motels and other businesses. So we're advocating for everybody, not just for my restaurant. It's time to go back to work. So that was in April. Rick Savage openly defied the governor of Maine, who was both incompetent and vicious. And she set about, and this is not a governor's role, by the way, but it happened. She set out to destroy his life. Not an exaggeration. Finally, Janet Mills got that restaurant, his restaurant, shut down this week. Rick Savage joins us tonight with an update on what he's been through. Rick, thanks so much for coming on. So you knew you were taking a risk in speaking publicly against your governor. It shouldn't be the case in a free country, but you knew that it was. Tell us what's happened since. 100%. Tucker, since I come on your show, the next day we opened up, they brought in, she had the state troopers in her office at 9 o'clock in the morning trying to figure out how they could shut us down. She had department heads in her office trying to figure out how they could shut us down. We said that we were going to open up at 4 o'clock on Facebook. We actually opened up at 11. They shut up a little bit after 4. Two health inspectors were the, I mean, one health inspector and two liquor inspectors. They came in, shook our hands. We walked them down to the office. We were in a small office, six of us. The office is like a 6 by 12 
Um, we talked for a few minutes. The health inspector took our health license, which meant now we can't serve booze because you need a health license in order to serve alcohol. So yep. we signed the paperwork. We were, we were very good with them. And then they left. The next day, we got an, another one. We, we got, we're up to like 30-something inspections since I was on your show. The state has been coming right after us. We've been in court. They opened up a court for us. The courts have been shut down. She had a court open up for us. These are court papers right here that we've been dealing with just since May 1st. We've been cleaned. We've been open. We've done about 80 to 85,000 people. No cases. Same people in there every day. The same staff. Same people sitting at the bar. We've got Wait, a very I, clean let, let, me just, let me just interrupt you there and, get, and just get to the science really quick. Is there any evidence at all that your restaurant has been a source of coronavirus infection? Is there any reason to be doing this to you Not other at than all. personal peak? Okay, none. Not at all. No, they've been fining me $600 a day for months to stay open. Uh, the health inspector that were in my office, they didn't have masks on. They weren't doing social distancing. Then from the same health inspector, she writes a sworn affidavit for the court that she witnessed nobody with masks on and not social distancing as they didn't have them on. They came in several times with no protection gear on themselves. I'm talking three or four times for inspections. We've been inspected so much. We're the most inspected restaurant in the state of Maine. We're the only restaurant in the state of Maine that's been in court. Okay? We're the only restaurant in the state of Maine that they've shut down. We're the only two people, my brother and myself, that have a mask mandate from a judge that orders me to wear a mask 100% of the time I'm in my restaurant, even if I'm drinking a cocktail or eating. Okay? I made a deal. We tried to make a deal yesterday that I would stay out of my own restaurant to keep it open for my staff until this is all over. No, they struck it down. They imposed a $5,000 a day fine on us starting today. The assistant attorney general was chuckling when he read the, the, the court order. She was chuckling. She was like a kid in a candy store. Like she just got what she wanted after months of trying to put me out of business. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, I got 65 families that work there. We're coming into the holidays and we will take care of our staff. We will definitely take care of our staff if, to make sure they're taken care of for the holidays. We, my brother and myself don't even work in that restaurant. We got six other companies. We work other places all the time. So they're singling me out because I called Janet Mills out and we are so broke exactly. in the state right now. It's ridiculous. We had a, a commissioner of alcohol had a meeting two weeks ago, a Zoom meeting. He basically said in a Zoom meeting, he apologized for being behind and said he's working on a 39-count indictment against the Sunday River Brewing Companies, which put him behind. It's so they're not even the, doing their own stuff. This is an instrument of tyranny. You're being punished for speaking out. The media in your state, which is utterly corrupt, has taken the side of your governor, who is incompetent. Um, I've, I've almost never seen anything like this before. You're a brave man, Rick Savage. I hope you'll come back and tell us how the story ends. I appreciate it, Tucker. And we do have a GoFundMe. It's Maine Back to Work Fund. We raised $100,000. We gave a lot of that back to small businesses in the state of Maine. I wrote the checks out myself personally, and we used the rest for lawyers. But we need to raise some money for some high high-class lawyers to help my lawyer and, and get through this. Because, honestly, it's about the freedom of people in the state of Maine right now. We're in a, a really bad spot right now with the businesses in yeah, the state of Maine. It's not going to be good in another month or two. We're going to lose a lot more businesses. It's already a poor state. Rick Savage, thanks so much. Thank you, Tucker. Do you even comprehend how evil that is to harass someone all year long to shut down his business? Now, this World Economic Forum website continues talking about the first component of the Great Reset Agenda 
is to steer the market toward fairer outcomes. Not equal opportunity, equal outcomes. That is textbook communist language. Taking away the independence of the hard workers to achieve more. And even taking away the will, the motivation for them to achieve more. Like I said, America's been becoming a lot like the rest of the world because of these lockdowns. And it's not that the whole rest of the world's standard of living is improving. America's standard is going down fast. Is your life from a physical standpoint, if you're an American, better this year than it was last year since all of this tyranny started? You see, they are enforcing equal outcomes by making everybody equally miserable. And at the same time, the World Economic Forum says we need stronger and more effective governments, but this does not imply bigger governments. How can a government be stronger if it's not bigger? This is big government tyranny. And this forum website also talks about building green urban infrastructure. In other words, something like the Green New Deal. An economy-crippling, absolutely financially draining, totally unrealistic idea. Now this subject of ruling the world does have everything to do with God's plan for you. In our Lesson 4 of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course, Editor-in-Chief Gerald Flurry talks about how this church, the Philadelphia Church of God, how Herbert W. Armstrong College is training teachers for a new world government. In this message to the editor from Lesson 4, he talks about our predecessor, Mr. Herbert W. Armstrong, putting a heavy emphasis on teaching and speaking and writing at Ambassador College. He says, At Armstrong College, our students are taught how to write and speak like kings and priests. We have a message that must be communicated to all humanity. And then he continues, a little bit farther down, God has blessed us mightily. Now he wants to fire our imaginations to see what a marvelous, mind-staggering future this world has. We have the greatest, most complete message God has ever given to declare. God is training teachers today. He is training future rulers, people who will actually succeed when they try to rule the world. And this will be part of a new world government that will actually work, that will actually help people. Notice here, Daniel 7, right after describing these horrifying four world-ruling beasts, Daniel 7, verse 9, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. And the description of God continues from there. But you see, God's kingdom 
will actually cast down all the thrones that ruled the world before. This is just one proof of many that God's kingdom is a literal world-ruling government. It's not something that's in our hearts. It's not a feeling that we experience. This is the fifth and final, eternal world-ruling kingdom. And it's the kingdom that members of God's church, supporters of God's work today, are preparing for. Like Mr. Flurry wrote there, learning to write and speak like kings and priests. There is the physical side, national rulership like a king, and then there's the spiritual side, teaching God's truth like a priest. And God is offering that dual role to some people today, a small, loyal group of people today, people who can be kings and priests in God's world-ruling kingdom. That goes on for a thousand years. There's literally dozens and dozens of prophecies in your Bible that talk about the world tomorrow. But even beyond the millennium, that kingdom will continue. And even beyond the earth, that kingdom will expand. Beautifying the entire universe, establishing God's perfect, consistent, loving law over the entire universe. That is the good side of this subject of ruling the world. There is a good side, and that's what we have to look forward to. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.